<laughs> Hello, my loves. Welcome back. This is the story behind the story. I am Sierra Melker, founder of Red Thread Publishing. As you know, we are all about supporting women to write their story, find their voice, publish their books. And today we're joined by Liz Leslie Summers, who is going to share with her share with us her publishing journey, a little bit about her book, and we'll go from there. I never know exactly what's going to happen, but I know that it's going to be good. Leslie, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And as always, you know you better than you. No, you know my words <laughs> today. My goodness, everyone knows that this one's not scripted. You <laughs> know you better than anybody. So go ahead and give us just, you know, a one minute snippet of who you are and, and we can get into your book from there. Sure. So my name is Leslie Summers. And um, last year I released my first book with my mom. It's co-written by Janice Summers. Uh, it's called Breed Reborn. It's about a girl who uh, discovers that she is a descendant of a Scottish weather goddess and she needs to find the magical weather controlling amulet before the other side of the family does. Otherwise, well, it's bad news bears, basically. <laughs> so this is plan a planned trilogy. Uh, I graduated from Montclair State in 2009 with a creative writing English degree um, history minor. My mom also has a teaching certificate. We were both teachers at some point in our lives and um, this teen book was something that really spoke to both of us. I started writing it and I felt like it needed a mom perspective. So I pulled her in and um, it's been a long process and a long journey, but we're really proud and we're happy to be where we are. I love it. I love it. So a teen science fiction, do you call it like fantasy? Fantasy. 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 Fiction, right. Fantasy yeah. novel. Um, and I love the co-written with your mom. I could probably ask you questions about that for an hour and a half, but we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna leave it to maybe just be sprinkled in. Um, what are some of the, I mean, I always ask, what are the lessons you learned from writing and publishing? But again, there's so many usually, just choose one or two, something that, that you really didn't expect or like, wow, this, I didn't, here's this. Um. The big takeaway that was the most important thing is you have to find uh, what agent, editor, publisher you're going to work with, who you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So I went a different route than most people. I applied to traditional publishing houses and traditional agencies, and my book was denied left and right. And I knew that was going to happen. I have been training for this thing since I was seven years old. So I was ready to hear those no's, and it was a joke. I was like willing to collect them. But um, networking became what I relied on tremendously. And before I got onto Instagram, um, I was going to book festivals and I was chatting with fellow authors and I was hearing what they said. They were giving me agent names. Um, some people gave me different avenues to pursue. And one of them was go with a content editor first. Right. So we started looking into that as well. Because those people know are people, cool. right? Yeah. They are the, I, I honestly found my, um, because my mom actually found the, the company that we went through and uh, we picked, I picked the content editor and just looking at her page, it resonated with me so much. And I was like, this is the person who I want touching my book and just destroying it before I put it out in the world. And I adore her. I have to tell you, my first draft was clumsy. It's messy. I mean, they're all going to be messy, but the point is, is I put it down and that was the most important part. And 
I remember emailing her back. And after her first edits, I said, you made me fall in love with my book again. And I think that is what I didn't realize I was looking for until it happened. And I think that's the most important thing with a content editor is that they, they can reassure you that your book is, is really good or it's worth it. And help you make it better than you can make it. Right. Exactly. I work with a lot of women, um, either stymied by writer's block or just really struggling being like, this should be better. I was like, it will be, but you do have to do it badly first. And I, I think every, you know, until you've gone through the process, you don't quite realize how many people sort of get into bed with you in this book project and, yes. and you want to, you know, vet them because you are, you're letting them co-create something, you know, they are going to help shape it and share it with the world. And the cover design is the one who's going to like put the face on it and right. the publishers are going to really help you get it out into the world. Um, and if you pair up with somebody who doesn't get what you're saying or doesn't work really well with you, um, I've heard so many stories of like my editor and like, da, da, da. yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it is being in a bad relationship and it's a creative one at that. So I love that you brought that up. Um, how, how do you know that it's not a good fit? Have you like started with people and been like, oh, no, no. Or did you just happen to be lucky and find the right one from the start? Um, with content editors, yeah. with my editor, yeah, right off the bat, I knew she was the person. Um, my mom wasn't so sold right away. She, my, but my mom is not that type of person to, she's not an emotional decision maker, if that makes sense. Sure. I, I'm that person who gets that feeling who just jumps in. Cause I'm like, yeah, this feels good. Like, yeah. And she does, she trusts her gut, but she's got to go through all the research first before she makes her decision. So she asked if we could look at other people and one editor didn't get back to me at all. And one editor said something I honestly don't remember, but it was something along the lines of like, I only take this kind of book. And it was, it sounded a little, a little pompous, I'll be honest. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to work with somebody who's basically going to be that way anyway. So it's okay. And then I, I pushed for our, our editor and I have been her champion on our side ever since she's wonderful. And my mom, you know, after that first round, if you will, my mom was like, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. We were absolutely, she was absolutely worth the money that we paid for any of this with her hundred percent. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, and so you, you say you've, you've been in training for this since you were seven and I, <laughs> yeah. did, you know, you tried the traditional route and you like did what the industry says you're supposed to do, get the agent, try to get a publisher, all of that stuff. Um, and your book just came out six months ago, right? I mean, it's right, November, it's November 30th. Okay. Um, so far, what has been one of the greatest, maybe unexpected outcomes, um, or expected outcomes of the whole journey, the writing, the publishing, the sharing with the world? So I have always been around books. I have worked in bookstores, comic book stores. I've been reading, I've been writing since I was a little thing. I have notebooks upon notebooks, documents, everything. And I thought I did my research and I was blindsided by when I signed up with my publisher. 
um, only because they are what they would be, what people would consider a vanity press Mm -hmm. in the way of you, you essentially do pay money. It's like, they call themselves hybrid publishing. Now that's really what the term is. And so you pay money into it and they help publish your book. They help promote it. So they do all that stuff for me and it's great, but some, there's some things I didn't offer like a content editor. And I didn't realize that right away. They blatantly told me in an email, I'll admit that. And my brain did not register it. So I was blindsided by myself. I felt like I didn't do my proper research and I have friends who are properly published, if you will, traditionally speaking. And I, I remember talking to one of them and she was like, man, I wish you told me first, I a hundred percent would have had your back. And even now I, I pay attention to that. And I can, I remember talking about this with my content editor, like, this is why I'm coming to you for X, Y, Z reasons. And she was extremely supportive and was like, okay, well, she knows the troubles and, tri- and trials I've, I've gone through for this and um, was willing to help me set up with another publisher if I want to for my second book. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice too. So now I didn't feel like I was starting from scratch completely by myself. Yeah. And that was, that's the thing I think I've learned the most in, out of this entire process. But I got to say, getting that contract was the best feeling, absolutely the best because it just makes you feel, and I hate saying this, but you feel validated all of your hard work, all of the time you put into writing this book and creating this and thinking of those characters and the dialogue and every little detail and every sweat, tear, frustrated writer's block moment you've had that you put into this book. You all of a sudden just feel like it was all worth it. You take a breath and then you just deal with the fact that it's going to be a lot longer worth of process before you can get the book out. I'm glad that you say that because we, I think half of writer's block is like, this should be easy. What I should write should be gold and everyone should just be lining up my driveway to like publish it. And then it should, and, and if I've got a publishing contract or an agent, my book should come out in three months. And (laughs) sorry for the TikTok noise. That's okay. (laughs) I love a good cuckoo clock. Um, It's not even timing at the right time. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. No, um, one of the things of the many things I've learned in the last year and a half is unexpected interruptions are par for the course. I live by the train station. I closed the windows so we wouldn't get the uh, train announcement every time. (laughs) I was at least trying to, I couldn't, I can't do anything about the clock, but I could at least fix that. (laughs) I love it. Um, I, I really appreciate the reminder of the due diligence that inevitably we're going to fall into some of our mental traps, right? Of, I thought it was going to be like this. And so I'm just going to move forward with that assumption until I hit the wall. Um, And that's part of why, so I learned all these lessons when I was publishing my own books and I'm like, oh gosh, there's so much, um, there's so much to learn Hmm. and, and there's so much to gain. Right. And I love that now that you have some of these contacts, you have a book under your belt, you have all of that experience, you have somebody who's there to nurture you and to like, let's make this next one. It's not even going to be like no errors, right? We're always going to make mistakes. And at the end of every lesson, it's like, okay, now let's apply this learning for the next, which is part of why I love this podcast, because everyone who's listening now gets the benefit of the lessons that you've learned. One of the things I learned, I definitely want to call out is the bookstagram corner of the world of Instagram. Mm-hmm. There, 
you can interact with um, self-published authors, book reviewers, um, just plain readers. You can interview, uh, interact with so many different people and they're so supportive. It's such a supportive community. Um, by doing so, I've been able to sell my book a little bit more. I've been able to gain some more notoriety. I've been able to book interviews and get my book out there. And it's refreshing because then I can turn around and do the same thing for them. And so we, it's a very supportive community in that way. At any point, if I, I am somebody or DM them or send out in a group chat, Hey, I'm having an issue with this. Can somebody recommend something? hundred percent, at least three people are going to come back and say, yeah, I had that same problem and this is how I solved it. Awesome. And it's just so nice because if I don't feel like I can look anywhere else, at least I can go to that. And it's been probably the most supportive social media platform I've encountered. That's fantastic because writing can feel sort of isolating mm-hmm. something on some level you do all by yourself and definitely cannot do all by yourself. Right. Um, so I love that, that shout out. What are, what's the next steps for you in your journey? It's obviously a trilogy, so there's some more coming, but um, what's next on the book journey? Uh, So my mom and I have two other books to write for this Breed Reborn series, the Amulet series. Uh, I'm in the process of writing and working on book two with her. The problem is, is that I currently am dealing with my own source of writer's block. So I'm doing what I can to shake it loose and shake it off. It's, it's a problem. Cause I was, I actually was speaking about this to somebody the other day, a fellow author, she's writing her third book. And I was like, I feel like I have this black hole of where I want this to go. I know how the book is supposed to end because mm-hmm. I know how it's going to lead into book three. And I know what I get, like what I need to do up until the middle of the book. And I'm kind of getting there, but I don't know what that like last half of the book is supposed to look like. And she goes, Oh, I'm having that same problem, which made me feel better. Cause I was starting to feel like it was just me who had this black hole problem when you just look at the rest of your series like now what do I do um so I'm trying to find tricks to to uh help me get out of that and one of the things is rereading my book kind Mm -hmm. of from start to finish because it also helps me keep my continuity and make sure my timelines are correct which is a huge important thing and I can fix any little minor errors or like oh I addressed that later in the book and I should probably lead like foreshadow that or whatever so that's been really helpful so basically I go back and I kind of edit the first part and um as I go through it's things start to click and start to register and then I'm you know on that last scene that I just wrote and I'm like oh yeah that's right she was supposed to do this I think that's good and it kind of helps push the flow through awesome yeah Um, and the third one feels more concrete for you or is it? So the third one is a little bit more concrete. I don't focus ahead on the third one as of right now. And my mom doesn't either. We like to focus on um, the current book. Otherwise, if we get too ahead of ourselves, it's one of those things where you yeah. just get too excited. It's like having dessert. You're too excited for dessert that you don't even <laughs> want to eat dinner. And you know, you have to eat dinner. So it's kind of, that's kind of what we're dealing with now. So okay. we were really excited because we weren't sure um, one of the, the plot lines that we had, we were kind of iffy on something. And I was like, well, got to go back and do more research to, to really get this down. And I found something that would work. And I told my mom and both of us, I can't even tell you, I called her on the way home from work. I couldn't even like wait. <laughs> and this was during COVID. So she was coming back from the office and she was like, Oh my God, I almost got into a car accident kind of thing. She was so excited. She, I mean, she really didn't thankfully, but she was like, that's so great. And we were, I mean, I can't even tell you, we rushed like we, the way we write is a little different than I'm sure other co-collaborators, 
um, a lot of times I'll discuss the ideas with her. I'll do the physical writing of it. And then we come back together and go over what I wrote so we can see if that works. Yeah. And so I was now rushing through to write down everything we just agreed on. So we didn't forget any little tidbit, anything. Right. And I have like pages and pages of notes everywhere to make sure we don't. And we were just so excited, but I was like, <laughs> nope, nope. We have to get to book three. I mean, book two first before we can get to book three. So we need to work on that. So we at least nailed how book three, book two is going to end. And I got to tell you, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited about that. So I'm now like, how do I get excited to write to the end of that? Yeah. It's rough. It's fantastic. But I love, I love the more that I have these conversations, how often and how honest writers are like, yeah, I'm struggling with this, right? Like just because you've written and published a book doesn't mean it evaporates. I think half, half of the obstacle of writer's block and a lot of our obstacles in writing is like this, I'm the only one. This only happens to me. Everybody else has it sorted out. And you already said like reaching out to the community and saying like anyone else and you hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually right where I belong. This is exactly where I need to be. Mm -hmm. I just need to keep going and get to the other side. So that's fantastic. Um, And you already brought up collaborating with your mom. Anything else you wanted to add about having like a two there's a lot of different ways to co-author a book. Um, but so she, is she like your idea bouncer? Um, how does she started off like that? Um, I was always a short story writer type person Mm -hmm. because I never knew how to plan out a, a novel. Um, and then I decided to embark on this. I don't know why. And I was just like, this seems like a good idea. This is not some, this is not an idea that should be a short story. So I got maybe a third of the way through the third book and I kept going to my mom and I was like, mom, how would you do this? Or how do you think my character do that? And then all of a sudden I was just like, why don't you just, just come like, just, we'll make this our book now. This is a good idea. Why don't we join? She was like, okay. And uh, at the time my father was still alive and he was, he was six. She was taking a lot. She was the caretaker and also the breadwinner in the house. And it was like a lot taking on. I said, so I'll bounce ideas off of you. We'll make the decisions together. And a lot of times um, she'll say something and I laugh and she says it all the time. She goes, you just like outrank me. Like, she'll be like, this is my idea. And you'll just be like, no, and walk away. <laughs> Veto power. <laughs> and I, all the time, but I, I do consider it. And I, I explain a lot of times why I say that's not a good idea. We do fight that, but it's helpful because if you, if anybody decides to read the book and they read the book, they'll see the relationship between Bridget and her mom is a very honest relationship. They have a really good foundation, but there is some kind of conflict where, you know, Bridget doesn't want to do something that her mom tells her to do, or doesn't agree with the decision her mom makes. And I think that was important because that's exactly how my mom and I were growing up. And that's how I am now. He's so realistic. Yeah. It's, it's extremely realistic. And that was the point. So, so it was helpful having my mom because then I could model her off off, um, the mom character off of my mom and right. anytime something would go not wrong but anything like a parent wouldn't necessarily say that I might not have I might have written in my mom would be like no one would say that take that out that doesn't make <laughs> sense so she she kept me honest she kept the uh, mom character very honest that's fantastic I love it um as these often happen I could probably talk to with you forever I'm just remembering that I do keep these short so that somebody can pop in, listen, grab some tools and pop out. Right. Um, So I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to share 
so many different insights, wisdom, resources, and encouragement. I'm going to make sure that links and social media and all of the stuff, if people want to check out your book, that all of that will be in the show notes so folks can check it out. Yeah. Can I leave with um, uh, one quote? Please. For anybody who is have who's struggling with writing a poem, a novel, anything that they want, there is a quote by Neil Gaiman that I constantly remember, um, and I'll summarize because I may not have it exact. But basically, he says, "The easiest and the hardest thing to do is to just sit down at your typewriter and write," and that is the truest thing ever. It is so painfully hard, and some days it's so easy you don't understand how it could be hard, but it's true. You just have to sit down and write. And it is what it is. Editing is the best. Right. I love that. As always, we'll be tuning in next week with another author, another female author sharing her story, sharing her book, sharing her journey to support all of the viewers and listeners to write your stories because both the world needs to hear what you have to say and personally the transformation that happens when you sit down and write your story it is unbelievable. It's the best. Weeping, agony, struggle, but the best. So right. thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I don't want to candy coat it and make it sound like it's sunshine and rainbows. It's the hardest, best thing that you'll ever get to do. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Sierra Melker from Red Thread Publishing, and I will see you next week. <laughs>